Hey everybody, welcome to Old Guys Rule Radio. As usual, it's your best friend, Chuck Olson, down here in Hot Houston. Uh, and as usual, I'm right around the corner from my best friend, Big Danny Lakey. Well, how about we say not so big, Danny Lakey. <laughs> Danny, how the heck are you, sir? Man, I'm doing fantastic. You're looking no good. You're looking Thank good. You. Looking dapper. Looking. You got a nice clean gr- grill on you. Uh, <laughs> looking. Looking sharp. Hey, I, well, I shaved the. I shaved the facial hair. I mean, but that had to do with weight. I lost a chin, and I used the facial hair to hide the chin. So you know, I had to start losing weight because I've got my my beard has gone so gray it just shows how old i am so i needed to shave it off but i didn't want to look like a fat slob so i lost the weight so well, i could thank, shave the beard thank you all for tuning in to old guys real radio we talk about gray hair dad jokes sports beer we have a lot of fun uh danny what's the usual rules of our show and where are some places they can find us uh, like us and share us is all we ask we just uh, just tell your friends about us um and of course do something nice for somebody. You can find us at oldguysruleradio.com or at Old Guys Rule Radio on Facebook. Uh, you can reach us if you want to at oldguysruleradio at yahoo.com. And you can listen to our podcast anywhere you find your favorite podcast. iTunes, right. uh, iHeartRadio, all the good ones, we're there. That's right. So we've got seasons and seasons upon seasons of shows off for you to, to, to go through, sort through, and, and, and listen to. Um, but we've got some really exciting things coming up. And I may have said this before, but we really do have some really exciting things coming up. So um, I want to welcome one new friend to the show, and it's one of my favorite places to go. And uh, so if you haven't been, I'll tell you my story about Buffalo Wild Wings. So for some reason back in the day, 25, 30 years ago when they opened their first ones, they called it BW3s. And I don't know how that worked, but that's what a lot of us kind of carried around was B-dubs or BW3s. So I remember I used to go to a place. I was a manager at Texas Roadhouse Steakhouse in the 90s and very happy at doing so. But they opened this sports bar, the likes I've never seen. I was used to 25-inch TVs and, you know, maybe a couple of greasy wings, Jägermeister out the wazoo. And that was fun to me. That's what bars were to me. And then right down, right across in between my job and my apartment they opened this magnificent place that had many corn dogs good drinks and the most tvs i'd ever freaking see and that's when i fell in love with the trivia and all these other things so the funny story about buffalo wobblings danny i gotta tell you so i loved it so much i had a perfectly good full-time job i applied for a job so within like the next day they called me to come in it was my day off i went in and uh, I met with the manager, and I said, uh, hi, manager, uh, and he corrected me. It says Buffalo Wild Wings. I said, okay. I just call it BW3s. These are B-dubs. He's like, that's cool. Um, and he, we talked, and he goes, well, I'd like to offer you a job on the spot. And I said, well, I got a, I got a question. If, if I work here, can I still come in here and watch games and eat mini corn dogs? And he goes, oh, well, really, we really don't encourage it. And I went, well, thank you. And he goes, what? <laughs> I love Buffalo Wild Wings so much, and the atmosphere and the fun um, that, for God's sakes, I turned down a job at the place. Um, so the second thing about Buffalo Wild Wings in my little intro is that, unfortunately, uh, fortunately, we partnered up with them. We've got a really exciting event coming up. I'm going to invite everybody in Houston and in Fort Worth to come down here for it, um, and we'll give you a little more information on that. But when I walk in to go meet the managers i'll always have one to two beers and you know my my general thing and so now 
when I walk in. They don't remember my name because they have like a thousand people a day to go in this restaurant. But when they walk in, I'm kind of a big fella, and I walk in and sit in the same spot. And it's, you want your usual? And after they did it twice, I just stopped even feeling bad about it. I was like, absolutely. So next thing, they're going to be like, Norm! And I'm gonna, not even going to feel bad about it. I'm just going to sit down and put my big carcass down and enjoy my, my six wings and my and my two beers. So, um, But this is where it stems from. So when you, one of my pet peeves, and folks, I think everybody in America, how many times did you say you eat out a week, Danny? I know I eat at a restaurant, not as much as I used to. I order in a lot more now. But I eat out probably once a week. Wouldn't you say that's probably twice a week? Oh, no. Me and my wife were probably three or four times a week. Okay. So we were at that point, but... Now that baby loves chicken nuggets and chicken quesadillas, I can run things pretty well around the Olsen house. So a uh, little fast grilled cheeses with some veggies are great. Um, one of the biggest pet peeves I had when I worked in the restaurant industry, which was for several years, um, but now it gets up my in, under, gets under my skin even more, is when people are rude to waiters or servers. Look, right. Look, you jerks out there, you think they're not people? Do you think they're there because they like to hand you food and go run for a fork because you dropped yours? Do you think you're there there because you're too lazy to buy your own wings and fry them and try to mix and match the sauce? Do you think all these young folks, or even not so young folks, go to restaurants to serve and take your orders because they enjoy doing it? I'll tell you, maybe one out of a hundred does because some older folks have been doing it for 30 years. It's a culture, right? But I'll tell you all the other ones, I, I, I shot someone down. I mean, I couldn't help it. And then the bartender comes over, and for the first time ever at a bar in Texas, a bartender bought me a drink. That's never <laughs> happened. And I'm a good tipper, and I'm nice, and I'm friendly, and fairly attractive, but I, I, I kid you not. So I'm just sitting there, and I got my nachos and had a cold drink and uh, was watching the beginning of the Aggies game and um, rooting for them miserably against a team we'll talk about later. Uh, and whenever I talk about that team, it's a team that remains to be said. But it was busy, and this, this bartender had a section, and she had the bar. And this couple of rednecky type folks just started wearing her out. And then they started using bombs and dropping F and you suck and B bombs. And I couldn't. I was Popeye, bro. It was all I could stance because can't stance no more. And I turned around and I went, hey, would you do me a favor? From the looks of it, you probably got a kid her age. Would you be cussing and screaming, or would you stand up if some some man was yelling at your kid at their work that age? And they were like, and they did the hubba bubba, like I was threatening him. I want in any way, in no way was threatening him. I was like, please be considerate and just use your head for something other than a mullet holder, for God's sake. (laughs) I turned around, and like eight people are like, yay. That's when they got a little angry with me. And I can take it, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, I can take it. You can say, you can even assault me physically. But then the funny thing is, is the manager came out and she goes, hey, aren't you the guy that saved the guy having a seizure here like three weeks ago? I went, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was me. She goes, so you just come in my restaurant and you save people. And I go, I guess that's what, I guess that's my, my part-time job. I think my beer and the Super other the big boss, the general, I think this, the general manager was there. I said, well, then that's, that's my job. Since I'm employed to save folks here at this place, you will be buying my beers. My beers are on the house. And he goes, oh, that's not that's not happening. 
uh-uh, nope. And he's walking by. I never met him. Here's me saying, he goes, nope, nope, that's not happening. Thanks for helping out. There he goes. I was like, oops. So I want to <laughs> I want to just tell you, when you're out there, folks, you don't have to tip like you're rich. But be nice. Just be as nice as you can. Even if you can't be nice, just be kind of quiet, right? Hmm. So you get bad service, just like, all right, all right, give him an even 10% or 15 nothing major. Don't kill him, but just get out of there. Don't go back. Don't sit in their section. There's a lot of ways you can do something without trying to cut somebody else. There's my rant for the week. Sorry. Danny, what have you got up first? Thank you for tuning in, old guys. You're already up. Sorry about the rant. Excuse me. Uh, I, I hate to bring up this. this first. Well, I do want to I do want to cover this because I didn't know that Buffalo Wild Wings was BW3. I used to go to BW3 in Houston when I lived in Houston, and – I was at BW3 when Dallas kicked seven field goals to beat Green Bay, and I believe it was a playoff game, and they won 21 to whatever, but they got their 21 through seven field goals. Um, but that, oh, I did that at a BW3s, and then by the time I came up to Arlington uh, back home, when they opened one up here, they opened it up as Buffalo Wild Wings. So I did not ever make that connection between the two. So thank you for doing well, I don't that. Know, well, I don't know if it was something like, there was a franchise version versus a non-franchise version. I don't know right. all the details. And that guy told me that 20 years ago. Okay. So the, my, our friends from Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wings, if you're listening, correct me. Go to oldguysrealradio.yahoo.com. <laughs> look on your look on the window of your restaurant and go to that website. That's one of our announcements. Yeah. Yeah. So we got some good stuff happening with some new friends down the, down the street. So um, right. we'll kick things off is we got to go into our picks. All right. So, so how do we do this week? So – you won. Uh, so Chuck went 9-7, and seven and I went 8-8. Uh, eight and eight. So Chuck picked up a game on me, so now we're 2-2-1. Two, two and one. So we've each won two, lost two, and tied once. So we're 2-2-1. Two, two and one. Uh, So I'm carrying the tiebreaker right now with uh, – I have, I have got um, – 43 and 37 is my record, just barely over 500. But Chuck has broken the 500 mark. He's now 41 and 39. So um, I, I still don't know what to make of all these games. Um, I can tell you, if you listen to the show and you use us for the picks, um, that's a very bad mistake because we both picked we both picked Denver, the Packers, the Lions, the Jags, and the Bengals. So we both picked all of them. Oh yeah, and the Seahawks. They all lost. So, yeah. so, um, so if you do use us for your picks, anything that we agree on, don't pick. <laughs> so look at our list and go, oh, they agreed on these six, and do the opposite. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, so it was it was kind of a, a weird week. I was very surprised that the Jags got beat by the Texans because I didn't think the Jags should be held to six points. I thought that they were going to score a little bit better than that. Um and you look at the matchups week to week, and it makes you just go, hmm, when you're looking at how to pick this week. So let's get on to this week so we can move on to other things. But uh, we yes, start sir. off with the Commodores at the Bears. So that's the Thursday night game. Yeah. And uh, bo- both teams looked a little better last week. They're both – neither of them. It's, that's kind of like watching – you know, I, I'm not trying to be rude to all you Bears fans out there, Jessica, or all you – Commodores fans out there, Thomas. But it's kind of like watching, you know, William and Mary play St. Alphonsus in sports. Eh, I mean, it's a game. You know, yeah. hey, cool. I love sports. Oh, it's better than the WNBA. Whoops. Anyway, the WNBA is not bad. I'm just being a jerk. So, but uh, actually, it's better in, than in watching. Ways, it's better than the Kardashians. 
Well, I was or better in Real Housewives. Yeah, or, yeah, or, or Jersey Shore. Yeah, so you know, no, I'll I'll go to I'll go to cartoons and stuff like that before I watch that. Cartoon. <laughs> um, um, although I like the hot Italian women, I think who doesn't? Still, all those things need to go away. So, um, uh, where, so the, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with you, Thomas. I'm gonna go with you on this one. Uh, for for the big two dollar bill, I'm gonna go and take the the, the Commodores, the Commanders. I'm ta- Commanders. I'm taking if the they commanders. win, they're the Commanders. But unfortunately, they've only done that once this season. So the rest of the time, they've been a Commodore. So uh, <laughs> um, Ravens at the Giants, and the Giants look good. That's so a, that's just a great matchup. That's a great matchup in a lot of ways. And um, the biggest thing I've been impressed with. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, out of that, out of either one of those teams, is is the, the the young quarterback for the Giants. I mean, he's in England. He's over there against the all odds. Injured his rookie year, injured, missed most, missed a good chunk of it. Just came back this year. Not a lot of experience in the league, and he's just playing uh, with the confidence of someone that's been in the league for years. He's making good, pretty good decisions. He's he's athletic, you know. So I'm real impressed with them, and then you also got to give your tip your cap to Saquon Barkley. Um, came back healthy, then got dinged up, came out and led the team to a victory. That's that's winning football. So I, with all that being said, I guess I am going to try the Giants this week against Jim's hated Ravens. All right, so I did pick the Bears. So we went opposites there, and I got the Ravens as well. So we're uh, we're uh, something may change in our rankings. All right, uh, Jags versus or Jags at the Colts. Jags at the Colts is another tough pick. Jags came out and started to look pretty good. It looked like trash. Colts have pulled up some things in their Colts strings. If the Jags <laughs> of last week and the Colts of this last week show up, the Colts are going to win. If the Jags of every but, other week versus the Colts of every other week, it's going to be the Jags. So, Right. So I'm going to go uh, Colts, Indianapolis. Sweet. Week. I went with the Jags. <laughs> Maybe we can do everything. No, Matt, just tell me who you went with first. And I'm going to go with every other team. No, no. Pat, right. Pats and uh, Pats and at the Browns. So that's another interesting game. And there. the Pats look it really lights is out. a tough one. Pats look, yep, look lights out. So because they look lights out, I'm switching it, and I'm going to go with the Browns. The Browns, okay. I went with the Pats. <laughs> Very interesting. All right, the Bengals at the Saints. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Bengals. Uh, I went Saints. Oh my God! <laughs> All right, Bucks at the Steelers. I'll just it's tell you, nice. I went Bucks. So you can you can yeah. pick your Steelers if you want, but I went with the Bucks. So I mean, I know who's going to win this game. So whoever listens to this show, please do not think that I don't know that the Buccaneers are going to win this game. But I, I I factually dislike. I'm not a hater. I dislike Tom Brady, and I'm sick of his ass. Go get divorced or don't get divorced and retire. And go, leave me alone. Steelers, for God's sake. All right, sense. all right. Don't have, a, don't have a chance in hell, Steelers. All right. Uh, 49ers at the Falcons. 49ers. All right, we agree on one. <laughs> Jets at the Pack. Packers. Uh, we agree on two. All right. Uh, Vikings Although at- the Jets. The Jets have surprised me. Oh, I know. You know. What was that? that? This is the this is the latest 
latest in the season in over six years that the Jets have had a winning record. That's a crying shame, but it's a fact. <laughs> Five games in. That's just pathetic. Five games in. Oh. That's the latest in the season. They've had a winning record in five years. That is pathetic. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. All right. Vikings at Dolphins. Vikings. I went with the Vikes. We got Panthers at the Rams. I will say one thing. I'll send a prayer out to Tua Tagovailoa. Can't yeah. say his last name yeah. right, but um, if, if he had a bad enough brain injury, I really think he should retire. You know, yeah. um, let's just hope that didn't happen. Right. But even Bridgewater looked good last week, but then now he's in the protocol. And without that, everything going on, people aren't going to get out of the protocol. Right. So if either one of them play, I might go. I might have to do a flip flop or ruski. <laughs> right. But I uh, just wanted to get that out there that um, if the, if it's just Vikings with who the Jet, who the Dolphins have now, I got to go the other way. So yeah. Go ahead, buddy. All right, um, so we're looking at uh, Panthers-Rams. A tough one, uh, Rams. Rams for me. Uh, Cardinals at the Seahawks. Cardinals. I went with the Seahawks. I'm just tired of picking the Cardinals to be the upset team, and they let me down. So, uh, Bills at the Chiefs. Probably the toughest pick in about three weeks because both of them looked like something last week. And uh, – I will now tell you that the Chiefs had to come back from a long way to beat the lowly Raiders. And so it showed me that although they have their systems improved, and as I've said in other shows, they're still a dominable, an indomitable force, I'm going to flip this week, and I'm going to go to the Bills. I went with the Bills, too, kind of for the same thing. I, I think that the Chiefs are for real. I just think the Bills are really solid. And, you know, I mean, if things go south early, then the Chiefs, I think, will be hard to, to overcome if they've got the lead. But I think the Bills yeah. are, are just – they're just firing right now. So we'll see. Um, I, I think that's a very valid point when you, whenever you talk about the Chiefs at this point of Mahomes' career. If you can jump them out of the gate and punch them in the face and they can't get a couple touchdowns up on you, you're going to have a really good chance – that's the, the you're at least in the have. game and you got a chance, but you yes. go down by two and the chances of you catching up are pretty hard. Touchdowns. Yeah, they're going to score a few more during the game. You've right. got to first couple of drives, script them out right, do that thing that the Patriots and the and the Packers are so good for years. So get those scores on the board and you might beat them. So yeah. All right. So the next one is going. I'm going to go to the Broncos Chargers. That's the Monday night game. Monday night game, and so we're going to go definitely Chargers for me. Um, and I'll go the I'll go the over with a 50, 52. Okay. Well, all right. So that was the Monday night game, and I went with the Chargers as well. So the one I missed, or the one I skipped, I believe is the Sunday night game, and that's going to be Dallas at Philly. What a game, man. What a That what should a, be a, a good battle. game. Yeah. So it's going to be a great game. Um, this is one I could talk about for a minute because I've seen how you can beat – Philadelphia. Yeah. And I've seen how you can beat Dallas. Yeah. So this one's, to me, this one literally is going to come down to uh, adjustment. I think right now both teams are playing at about the same level. They're two of the best teams in the league right now. And it's just so funny that everybody said this is the toilet seat of the league again. <laughs> As usual, the, 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 you know, the guy who wins the division at the end of the – and see, they're, they're going to be eight and eight, or it's eight and nine right, now, right? right? Like last year. So toilet. Now they're the they've got three, one undefeated, two four and ones. I I, I love that. 
kiss my grits, smack somebody in the face. I love it when they when when you can look back at the world and go, eh, eh, Bart Simpson people. I thought that always cracks me up. So um, it, it, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. I went with the boys too. All right, so so the NFC East has got 14 wins between the three teams. Um, the next best is 12 from any division. Well, no. I mean, oh, there's four teams. There's so four the teams. One and three. They have 14 oh. wins. Out of the four teams, they have 14 wins. And that's the most in football right that's now. That's right? the most in football of any division. The next the next highest division is 12. And you've got the Commodores carrying only one win. So the Giants are 4-1, and one, the Cowboys are 4-1, and one, and the Eagles are 5-0. and oh, And Dallas is the, the one that the Giants lost was against Dallas. Commodores have a loss against both Dallas and... I think they've got Dallas Eagles and the Giant losses, don't they? Yeah, all three. So I three of their so. losses are within the division, so they haven't even played teams outside the division. But you're talking about um, with, when this is it, they haven't played a whole lot of in-division games, and you know they're killing everybody else. So uh, now, here's the thing. If you, if you looked two or three weeks ago, uh, the Eagles had far outscored the Cowboys, okay? And they hadn't given up a whole lot of points, and they'd given up fewer points. But now, the Eagles have scored 135 points, Dallas at 93. So that's still a big difference, but Dallas has only given up 72 points. Now, the Eagles only given up 88, so they've got a good, solid defense. But their offense is not they, – they won two games in a row without scoring anything in the second half, and then last week they only put up 20 points. Um, so Dallas' Dallas's defense is the real deal. That is a good defense. Um, I, this oh, it is, is good. This it is. is. There's a hands down good defense. And somebody was telling me. So the big one of the big things going on right now is. Uh, all right, hey everybody, let, let's let's talk here. Let's really talk real. So I can tell you two teams I remember that had a average or newer quarterback, a good running game, and a, a solid defense that won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Do you remember any teams that done that, Danny? Uh, there was a <laughs> the Bears team with Jim McMahon because um, I didn't think he was there a great was the quarterback. Pittsburgh Steelers, but there was a Steeler team. Big Ben's rookie year, and that was the only one for Cower in the Silver Silverdome yeah. last year. And also, I think the bus retired. But there was so a Ravens team you, that won one with a great defense and an average offense. Yeah, there's been a lot of teams that have an average offense and a great defense, and a lot of it comes down to can you run the ball and play defense. So if you can control the game, this is what I'm leading up to because we're going to talk or uh, kind of wrap up this part of football yeah. and move on to some other things. But now for the Cowboys fan on the podcast, get ready. I don't think they should bring Dak back. So I know Jerry don't want to sit his $40 million boy. I get that. But right now – You've got two or three games that are very winnable. Other than the Eagles, once you get past the Eagles, you've got, I thought it was three games I read that they're winnable games for the Cowboys. So even if you the, can't get by the Eagles, you win three out of four. So then we talked. We talked before the season started. We talked before yeah. the season started that when they came to the to when you're talking about playoffs, when they came to the yeah. Eagles game, there was a good possibility they would be two and three, and that's with Dak healthy. They're coming in with yeah. Dak out, and they're four and one 
doesn't really matter what happens in this game because their their beginning schedule was really kind of rough. You know, you've got the Bucks. I mean, you're away at the Eagles. I mean, they so Dallas's schedule was not favorable at the beginning of the season. And to come in and we kind of expected Philadelphia to come in four and one or five and zero to the Cowboy game based on what they had because their schedule wasn't quite as difficult coming in, or at least we didn't think so. You know, the NFL's kind of been crazy that, so far. I think the, I think the two. I, not to interrupt you, bro. No. I think the two elephants in the room for the United States of America, because Dallas is America's team. Bleh, sorry. Yeah, well. So, so um, I think that the big the big elephant or whatever you call it, the grill in the room. Yeah. So one, um, do they need to get more playing time for for your your second running back versus your money running back? Well, again, so I was hearing some stats, and I don't want to go into the stats because it bores people, um, but if you look at the, – they did a rating on blocking, and he was like a 30. I mean, he uh, – um, Pollard's blocking is really bad, and one of the sacks was because he missed the blitz. I, I do want to talk about the schedule. And so when you talk about bringing back, Dak back, I'm going to tell you right now, I think you bring Dak back – Against the Packers, that's when you bring them back, and that is actually November thirteenth. And my my reasoning for that is is that after this game, because I don't think Dak's going to be ready, so don't let's not rush him. There's no reason because Cooper Rush is playing well enough. There's no reason to rush Dak back because we've won games we weren't sure we were going to win, so we're good there. So there's after, no reason to rush him, and no. you can use the injury as the reason why he's not quite ready. We're going to give him up. We want to make sure he's all yeah. the way back. A good future. There's my Jerry Jones. Well, so so give him some garbage about it. What's that? How many weeks is that? Three well, more weeks? Actually, it's four because here's what we've got. We've got the Eagles this week, so you're not, you don't play him now. But then it's the Lions and the Bears. And I think that – if you you know whatever happens, if you go one and if you go you know one and one on those two, you're fine. And then you get the bye yeah. week, and then during the bye week, you let Dak take all the snaps for two solid weeks when he's not getting hit, and he gets that timing back, and he works that hand in, and he's got two weeks where he doesn't have they to play. Said, that's when you, and that's that, why I say bring him back for the Pat game because he's got they two weeks. Bring him up. Bring them back against the team before that because their defense is so piss poor. And so if they bring them back against the Lions, that gives them time to start getting acclimated. Then yeah. you can give them the bye week. So uh, I've heard the two opinions on yeah. the NFL Network and a couple other programs. So I would say I, I, I don't pull Cooper Rush right now. Not, no. not this next game. No. Um, I let him do his thing because you bring Dak back and he's not very good and he's not getting the ball out. What if you could re-injure that thumb again yep. easily? So give him give him a little more time. This isn't the week. All right. So that's the, the, the thing in the room. So the other thing is, so I will give credit for two things for uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I will give him credit for possession. He he showed that he is a possession receiver. They were banging him and ripping at him and doing everything they could just to run the clock out. They went up the middle like four times. They couldn't get the ball from that guy. So yeah. give him some credit there. I'll give him also some credit that there's certain downs where you need your back to either uh, rub or actually block. Yeah. And Elliott's a strong guy. He's a big he's a big back. And uh, so I give him some credit for both those things. But for my money, I think it's about time they split the split the time because that other dude's explosive. They've been, they've been trying to split the time. Play, that that's been the goal has been to split play, the time. 
they give you give the same gap to the same two backs, and one's going to get you nine to twelve yards, and one will get you two to five. And that's not even me ripping Elliot like I usually no, do. No, it's a fact. You watch them yeah. play, and one of them's got that pop. I think they're different types of backs right now. One of them's got that newer legs, more explosiveness, and you got to give that. I mean, they did last game. They gave him ten runs versus twenty-five carries, and he busted one for a touchdown that changed the game. And then Pollard actually looked better. So anyway, all right. So don't you agree? Yeah, no, time? I, I agree completely. So um, one because I don't want to get away from it. Uh, we do have four teams that have buys, um, and I don't know if we're going to get to some of the guys, some of the teams that surprised us. But I do want to talk about this quarterback rule. Did you see the the sack yesterday um, on? Oh God! It was in the in the Chiefs game. But did you see the sack that got called uh, against the Chiefs? Uh, and they called it roughing the passer. I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, I saw that one, okay. and then I also saw the one that On changed the game for the Buccaneers. Right. Um, so, so yes, I did see that one. And uh, so, go ahead, and I'll have a comment. All right. So, so God bless you, Troy Aikman, because you said two things that are great. One, they've wussified the the quarterback position just a little bit too much. I mean, he was a quarterback. He quit because of he retired because of too many concussions. So it, yep. it, he knows about quarterbacks getting hit. And he understands protecting the quarterback, but he said they just made it too much. The second is, as he said, the NFL needs to make that call reviewable. And I want to go back to, because we talked about it last year, my favorite call in all of college football is the targeting foul because it is reviewable. So the guy on the field, his job is to protect the player. And if he thinks the player needs to be protected, he throws out that yellow flag. And then in slow motion in review, if they find out he made an error, no harm, no foul. Because the right. guy there is no penalty, the guy's not ejected, it's it's uh, it it is be as liberal with throwing that thing as you want, protect that player or any player as much as you can, and we'll fix it if you got it wrong. And I think that's fantastic. And on this I play think that's a good rule they should adopt in both of them. Right. I think I think go ahead. Well go ahead. on this quarterback, on their quarterback sack rules. Let the refs throw the flag because the goal is to protect the quarterback. And let the reviewers figure it out because what they would have seen is that dude stole the ball and one of his hands he couldn't keep his weight off the quarterback because he had the right. ball in it and the other right. one tried to go down and stop some of that weight. So he was not – he did everything textbook. Let yeah, there was the no repl- intent. No. Was football. Let the replay – yeah. Let the replay make that call. I don't want all – Penalties reviewable, but I think that I, that that one is a great one, one because it's protecting the player. And any 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 penalty whose sole purpose is to protect the pl- player needs to be a liberal foul or you know liberally thrown. But if it's going to be that right. liberal, then we need to have the ability to double check it re- with review. So just check it, and then the then the problem solved. Because if they would have whether they were playing yesterday in um, you know in Oakland or in uh, Kansas City. When they did the replay and everybody saw the replay and they overturned it and said there is no foul, everybody would have understood, no matter where you were. Of course, Oakland fans wouldn't be happy. They'd have lost the ball. Well, same thing with but, the Tampa yeah, Bay. Is yeah, that when he exactly. took Brady down, he wasn't he wasn't intending to, to, to injure or doing – he was a football. It was a tackle. Yeah. It was a hard tackle, but there was no harm. Now, let me bring one up before I lose it. Okay, yeah. I, I really think that I saw a rule that's in college, and sometimes they do this, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in Old Guys Real Radio. Um we appreciate each and every one of you all around the world. You're my favorite, um, and I'd like to give you a big hug. 
So anyway, um, just they're in one of the big college games I was watching. Every time there's a fumble, every time there is that type of a play, they let it play. Right. I love it. Yeah. How many times in the NFL is there a fumble ruski or ooh, we're not sure if it was an interception, plays called dead, or guy runs down the field, they can't really work it out, it just replayed the down or give it to their team back. So that when I watched it in college, they let him play it out and then automatically reviewed it. And there was it was like 50-50 on the games I watched this weekend was they let it the play play itself out, plays over whether they score or not. Then you don't hold the other team back from making the right play. They figure it out in the review. And the review system is so fantastic now with technology. They walk the damn TV out to his face. It's like a 13-inch screen. <laughs> I know. Isn't that and awesome? he sits there rewinding and back and forth with the Microsoft tablet. And I mean, he can see every ounce of it. And it's even funny now with the referees and all the big games. They've got all the NFL games and the referees. They've got Gene Serator and other friends of the show um, who love us. And they've got everybody on there going, Hey, Gene, what do you think of that? Well, and that's let me interpret that rule. And I like that part of the game, too. I want to give another piece of credit out for two. Um, one, um, NFL calling, when we got to switch over to our favorite part of the show. Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, one, I have to say, is that I, although I, I do like the new um, Al Michaels with the guy from college football tandem calling NFL. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Kurt? No. Uh, yeah, yeah Kurt Herbstreit. Yeah, yeah. Herbstreit. I, I like their combo. I think they are pretty darn good. I mean, I like their jib. I like the way they work together a little bit. You can tell that the one guy's younger, whatever. Um, I'll get back to that. And then I got to give the guy that, that had the, the butt fumble, I think he's a better announcer than he was a quarterback. Um, he does a pretty <laughs> good job. He's no, he's no put him on the big game of the week. Um, so then another thing, NFL, please do me a favor. NBA, do this for us because we love the NBA. Please start editing what games you're putting in prime time. We don't all want to stay up till 11 o'clock because you don't know who's going to be good. So edit it. You're the NFL. You're the NBA. If you've got, oh, geez, the Steelers um, playing the, 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 the Dolphins now or something, you know, that's a little outside of it. But if you've got the Steelers playing the Jags, two one and four teams please switch it around a little bit and change the time so we can watch the games I, you want to see hang on they actually have if i'm not mistaken oh. i think they're starting most of the games about 30 minutes early because they're ending around not uh, around 10 15 uh, you know they're ending okay. before 10 30 which ones go to prime time yeah which ones go to prime time they should edit um that's one thing of my pet peeves first of all go ahead man well it's it's just when you know when the games end 10 10 30 I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, they were playing them where they were going until 10, 45, 11 o'clock. 11, and, I'm, 12, and I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I mean, you know, I you just like you, you get up earlier than I do. Um, and but I'm only up at about 5 o'clock every morning. That's yeah, not bad. And I'm up about 6. And and so, but but when you get up at 5 and 6 o'clock, you're in bed by 10, 10.30. And so when these <laughs> games are ending earlier, I, I, they haven't doing it. So I, I've noticed that. So I've been really happy about that. Well, I just want to say NFL, you know, I, I will say that um, one of the rules changed work, and we'll get into that next week. Um, but as we finish up the NFL, because it's one of our biggest sports, uh, are we going into our favorite part of the show yet? Yeah, we are. We're a little bit over. All right, so I want to tell everybody that uh, if you want a cold beer, if you want all the games, if you want good times, you need to go see our friends at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. They got those things in galore. And as a matter of fact, 
if you haven't tried it, they call their they call it their bar pizza, and it's it's boneless wings on top of thin crust pizza. Okay, that's awesome. I love thin crust pizza. I love freaking boneless wings, and you can get one of them with hot sauce, and then the other one comes <clears> with barbecue, hot drizzle, however you want it. All these fancy toppings. So that's their big thing they're pushing right now. And the reason I'm 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 pushing on the show, they're friends. We're gonna spend the time with them. And towards the end of the show, I mean, I could just tell you right now, either the 21st to the 28th, we'll be recording a uh, old guys real radio from Buffalo Wild Wings with some of the management from Buffalo Wild Wings, because we'll be talking about their fundraiser, one of the legitimately most honorable fundraisers for a giant corporation I've ever heard of. It's called the Uvalde Boys Club. They're building a Uvalde Boys Club. So. All the power in the world to the Buffalo Wild Wings parent organization. I'll leave them uh, telling you details about it. Also coming to uh, uh, our Facebook page and some other posts near you, you'll be seeing where Old Guys Real Radio uh, bought a spot on the front of that store in the window so that we can be uh, uh, a sponsor of the uh, fundraiser for you, Valley. <coughs> Excuse me. Go ahead, Danny. All right. B-W-E-R-U-N-B run. B-W-R-U-N, beer run. All we need beer is 10 run. and a 5 for cars and a key and a sober driver. B-W-E-R-U-N, beer run. All right, so Chuck's going to go beer get run. his cold beer for the beer run. So while he does that, I'm going to talk about a couple of different things. So we had somebody request what were some good beers in the DFW area from, from some of the stuff we tried. So if you want something really local that may be hard to find, uh, Oak Highlands Brewery. Uh, they've got some really good stuff. I liked uh, most of what I had. They got a freaky deaky that's kind of a little weird that wasn't necessarily my favorite, uh, but it is a 10, 10% uh, alcohol. Uh, but their DFW was good. Their um, All Good was good, and their Golden Mustache wasn't too bad. So uh, they were pretty solid, and we've had some other ones. Uh, Lakewood is another really good beer, if you can find that. If you like the darker ones, they make a really good dark beer, but they make some other good stuff. Um and then there's some of the the just some of the regular ones around there. The Martin House beers, if you like the fruity ones, I don't, but they get high ratings on that. Um, so my favorites just in the area that you should always be able to get, uh, if you're looking local, uh, a Fireman's 4 is always really good. Um, the Blood and Honey to me is one of the best beers out there. That one's really good. And then, of course, um, you know, we have to have the uh, – oh, uh, well, yeah, anything by Carbox. Now, that's going to be good in Houston as well. So some of the ones I mentioned are not in Houston, but the Carbox will definitely be down in Houston, uh, and you can't miss with most any of those. So now today I tried one of Chuck's favorites, or at least his favorite brands. Um, it is October, and so I thought, hey, we'll try some Oktoberfest. So I've got a Yenling Oktoberfest seasonal beer. It's the classic Marzen style from America's oldest brewery, if you didn't know that. And um, it doesn't have the alcohol content, and I don't really care. But it's got a great dark color. It looks like a nice little Bach. It definitely looks like a good Marzen beer. has a normal smell. It doesn't smell off. And that's a win, man. That is a drink it from uh, Yinling. The Yinling Oktoberfest, if you want to try it, I highly recommend it. And that's one you're going to be able to find anywhere in the country. So that's one you can check out in DFW area. I hope that answered your question. I hope that gave you some stuff to try. Let us know if you hate them. Um, just don't go to Legal Draft. Actually, I think they've closed down. But they have their their beer tastes like stale honeycomb, and we hate that one. 
So um, I, I will tell you that. Oh my God, they're going to send me hate mail one day. You know that. Yeah, they're gonna come punch you in the nose. They will. So I, I'll deserve I, I did tell them that uh, uh, one of them they said was their favorite was Guinness, and I'm a Guinness fan, but they had never had a black and tan. So there's a lot of ways that you can make a black and tan, but Guinness has got to be one of Guinness those and Bass or Guinness and Harp. Both of those are really Harp. Good. Yep. So both are very good. So if you haven't had a black and tan, Google the way to do it, or YouTube the way to do it, split it out right, and it's the freaking delicious. So Pour I picked one spoon. that's down here. A uh, Galveston Tiki Wheat Beer. Uh, Sweet. It is a uh, 5.9% alcohol. Um, it pairs really well with uh, beer goggles, beaches, hammocks, and bikinis. And I was like, well, any beer definitely pairs with bikinis. What's wrong with you? So it's a wheat flavor. Well, enough of it does anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a German-style beer. Kind of an Oktoberfest thing, and I don't drink a lot of wheat beers, but I figured it was something different to try. Um, it's got a wheat color. It's light brown. Um, um, no real bad odor, kind of an attractive aroma. You pick up on a little bit of the, re- the wheat and the, uh, the, the the style of brew that it is. And uh, so here's to Galveston's Tiki Wheat, their Galveston Brewing Company, their flagship beer. Cheers. It's got a big tiki thing on there. You know that tiki doll, <laughs> the wooden thing, the square head. It's got one of those right in the front in front of it. If you, if it, even if you don't want to try it, if you're looking for it. Okay, so I'm going to go back in and have another drink. That's interesting. It's a good interesting. It's not. I'm not saying that's interesting. Yuck. That's just rich. It was fairly cold and flavorful, and I'm going to go with it again. So, uh, yeah, that's a drink. It. All right. Excellent. Definitely, definitely got to go to drink it, and. I've got to say that I, I do apologize for one part. Um, many of our friends and all of our people around the, the country and the world sometimes tune in because we tend to have a little bit of wit and, and a little bit of humor, and we've been leaving that off. So, um, <laughs> Just earlier today, my wife's like, you really have no sense of direction. I said, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I had an, my friend had an injury. Uh, he, he lost three of his fingers on his right hand. So he asked his doctor if he'd still be able to write with it. And he said, maybe, but I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> Ouch. And then the last one for a few minutes was, um, this is yesterday. So if we'd have done the show yesterday, this would have been really prelevant. But, uh, hey, hey, baby, are you today's date? Because you're a 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there you go. I couldn't resist those three. <laughs> I, re- I read through about 100 jokes, and those are my three favorites right after Beer 30. So cheers, everybody. All right, so what and was your favorite ever pickup, corny pickup line? I, I don't, I've got so many of them. I've said so many of them <laughs> that I don't know. I mean, I've probably known for several of them, and and so most of most of my real favorite ones were kind of a little little inappropriate for old guys real radio, a little too a little too much. But one of the ones that uh, was fairly recent, and I, I'll tell two. So one of them's one of them's funny for a different reason. Um, <laughs> so one of them was a uh, hey baby, how do you know how much a polar bear weighs? And, well, no. Well, enough to to break the ice. <laughs> so, I like that one. Then along that same chain was, excuse me, th- does this smell like chloroform? And hold up a bar napkin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Well, I never had that one work, but I thought it was terrible. That's but awesome, but this, terrible. 
I was watching I was watching my reels the other night and this guy was doing jokes and pickup lines and this girl comes walking by and I don't know if it's a setup or not, but this is so funny. You remember the old Hey baby, did you fall out of heaven? Remember that pickup yeah, line? Yeah. Right, so the answer is usually like, Oh, cause angel or you know, whatever. Yeah. So this girl comes walking by and she's attractive and he's like, Hey hey baby, did you fall out of heaven? She's like, Well yeah, he goes, Cause your face is all effed up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, dude. He just killed me. I almost got sick. I had to watch that reel like five times. Because he's like, God, your face is all effed up. And, and then her reaction was like, at first, like when you do a pickup line that's cutesy, telling the girl she's hot, at first her reaction was like getting ready to go, oh, you're so sweet. She's like, your face is – and she goes from like that little smiley, cutesy smile to – Huh? And that, that switch of emotion because he's filming her made the whole reel. So, hey, baby, did you fall from heaven? Yeah, because your face is all jacked up. <laughs> did, uh, have you ever heard the Lyle Lovett song, She Was Ugly From the Front? <laughs> oh, no. I'll be listening to that later. <laughs> you got to listen yeah. to it. It's uh, it, Lyle Lovett, and, and it's I crept up. He's talking about this girl that he just finds so beautiful. He's like, I crept up from behind her. She looked so fine to me. But when I stepped around her, man, my eyes could plainly see she was ugly from the front. <laughs> oh, All right, so my favorite, my oh. favorite, uh, just horrible pickup line because we're talking corny woods. We're not talking about good ones. Was uh, right. if God had made me a woman, I'd want to look just like you. <laughs> All right, so college football. Um, there was some interesting stuff. So Alabama has fallen from first to third on their performance against Texas A&M. So the question uh-huh. is now, and and, and and I'm you know I kind of am having a reversal because I was talking about how A&M kind of got jacked on the rankings, even though I think that they didn't deserve to be that or that they deserve to be as far back as they were. Um, but Alabama beat Texas A&M, and and whether whether you know, whether you like them or not, AM's got a decent team and they're only going to get better. You know, I think it was 15 of their rotating players, the players that play on defense, are all freshmen and sophomore. This is a very young team. But because of that, they fall to third. But Alabama was without their starting quarterback. Bryce Young was out. So this yes. is with the backup quarterback. Yes. So I'm wondering how you can take a team that, you know, they started A&M at the season at six. They can't generate offense, right? And because they can't generate any offense, they've fallen out where they deserve to be. But they they still is they're a good ball club. And I'm not saying top, you know I'm not trying to I'm not trying to make a ranking for them. I'm just saying they are a good ball club. And if you don't have your starting quarterback and you still win, why are you falling in ranking? I, I wonder about that. Um, but. Uh, well, I got a comment. Right yeah, now. go ahead. I got to say that I think I think the fact is is that um, perhaps their starting quarterback is not going to be able to come back again the next week, so they're adding that into their plan. They're playing at a hot Tennessee, and so they drop them in the rankings as to kind of preemptively say without their starting quarterback, they are probably third or fourth, and they are probably third or fourth and maybe beatable. But he so will come back. I'll put that it's in there. Diff- it would be well, different to me. Back, but if they. 
But if they lose one right now, and Alabama's the team right now that we can say this, they could lose this week at Tennessee without their starting quarterback. Then they could win out, and they could still probably make the playoffs. Of course. You know that that's happened before. Well, absolutely, because – Depending on their final schedule. Well, in the championship game, they're going to have to play Georgia. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't you know. ever been a bigger Aggie fan in my life. No disrespect <laughs> to you or our friend Sean. Yeah, no. I mean, the Alabama is just like the Patriots to me. Yeah. I just am so sick of them. Come on, save them. Oh, I rooted so you hard did. for Texas that first game of the year. Oh, my Lord, and they had them. And they had them. Yeah. And you know what? Honestly, other than maybe – I think y'all had them too. I really do think that AM had them. I mean, like, what the, the hell was that last call? To, that last play? I don't know, man. I don't know. Game on I the don't. line, three seconds. You're on the two yard line, and you throw a fader at the goal line. Nothing in the end zone at the goal line. What the hell was that? Why? Yeah. Why? Do one of the things that we're working for you the whole game. Do a little, you know, option, PO option thing where you're coming around. It could be a run, pass, option, RPO. Do something that was – or even, you know what, that one side of the line was moving Alabama pretty good. i got to give them credit. So just get your big running back in there and do a little thing where either go with the running back or have the quarterback. Then throw the fade in the corner to that other uh, – the other guy you got. They had one receiver that was looking really good and ended. So split him out. Send it to the corner, do an RPO. If the running back doesn't look like they've got it covered up, just send it up there and let him fight for the ball. So, yeah, so, man. so here, here's, yeah. here's the thing. All right. And, and so if you love football, just think about this. It's third. It, it doesn't matter what down it is, right? Three seconds left on the clock. You're on the two-yard line. You were, you were down by four. You make the touchdown, you win. You miss the touchdown, you lose. That's it. So – because you're on the two, you want your best two-point conversion play, right? Because that's where the two-point conversion starts. So you pull your best two-point conversion play and you run it. And that was it? That was their best two-point conversion play? Holy no, not cow. Even close. Exactly. What were they thinking? There's another reason, too. Um, remember, I know it's in the field of play, but anything that goes into the end zone is reviewable. So... Uh, at any time in the game, um, and you can't run the clock count and can't run out on that play in the end zone because it could be a scoring play. Right. So get the ball in the end zone. Yeah. That's all you got to do is throw, play for a penalty. Play for lots of it. It was definitely you guys had them. That's the second time. So this is why I would say it. Yeah. Drop them down to three because that's the second time this season where here me and Danny are fighting. We've had a good fight. I probably have won the fight, but he gets me over in the corner and I'm tired because he's bigger than me and he's drawn back on that big heavy haymaker. <laughs> I got my right hand down. Here he comes with that big left hand ding 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 and they grab him and they break up i'm like and then we both know oh dude that probably would have got me man. i was <laughs> off balance right so i i was talking with one of my best friends in my whole life and uh, we were talking some smack and uh i was like you know what man it don't matter let's do it in the ring I- i'll get in the ring with you basketball in the ring it don't matter and, and, and so i apologized to him I'm apologizing to the whole world about this is a great friend of mine. I shouldn't have done that call out of, well, let's get in the ring then, fool. You think you blah, blah, because when you drink a lot and you're joking around through text late on a Saturday night, sometimes your your your, bo- your, your, your young man comes out. My young man came out, and I wasn't aggressive. I actually apologized and sent him my love during that same strain before we stopped texting. But uh, I will. I'll tell you, there's probably 50 people in the world that, and it's not people I know. It's these famous folks. 
I'll get in the ring with somebody. I trained for like several years. I I got some moves. I got a couple headbutts. I got some cheap low blows. I got a few things that get people you know in and out of the ring. So anyway, right. uh, to my good friend in New Mexico out there, much love, uh, much much love. Um, my wife so, two nights ago. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just. I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Your wife two nights ago. Oh. Oh, my wife came out. So, uh, you guys don't know. My wife's classically beautiful, amazingly talented, a wonderful mother. But her motor in cleaning and cooking isn't maybe what it could be sometimes. No disrespect. <laughs> she does a great job when she's got time, but she's she's a teacher. She's a mother. And all these things, right? So she's like, hey, honey, do you think you could clear the table? And I'd already cooked and cleaned the kitchen. I'm like, yeah, I guess. So it took me a run and start, but and I took a glass out. But, yeah, I cleared that son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway all right so so um Boxing. alabama I'm, tennessee you gonna be wearing um, bright orange are we gonna be wearing tennessee orange on saturday dude i'm gonna unless we go do our podcast at, at the buffalo wild wings um i'm gonna paint myself orange <laughs> i'm literally gonna i'm gonna go get a bucket of washable paint and just dump it over me body me body lad, I'm just going to be a Tennessee Irish lad who goes running around going, and I'll make my hair whiter than it is and all that stuff. All right, so I'm um, hoping, I'm hoping that it's not going to be this weekend because I may go get tickets to go see TCU Oklahoma State. TCU's moved up to 13. OU State is uh, seven. They're both undefeated. They're both high scoring, and neither yeah. one of them have a defense. So my my no, philosophy is neither one should be in the, top five. in the top five. They don't deserve yeah, I will to be. Tell you yeah. That if you if you want to talk about, I watched some of both games. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you just want to watch uh, about two of the best <laughs> college quarterbacks who will be NFL quarterbacks barring injury, you want to watch some high flying, good offenses with pretty good coaching. That, you know, we like both teams, all that stuff. So, you want to watch a really exciting, fun football game. Um, I don't think it'll be this weekend. I haven't got the email. So, ladies and gentlemen, from Houston, for sure, Danny's friends and my friends down here, plan on either the 28th or the 21st to be over here near Valley Ranch. Come on in. There's going to be, and listen closely, there's going to be about $150 of free beer and free wings. All right. I said that number right. There we go. So, that's not a lot of... 50 people show up but it, it's kind of like first come first serve yeah so see if you get there and get some of the free stuff but the other reason you come there is they have a goal to raise money to open a buffet to open a, a a boys club in uvalde texas to help out that community so you come in there and they're raffling off a texans grill they're raffling off a cowboys grill they're a buffalo wild wings bike they're raffling off all this memoirs all these buckets of beer glasses and cool stuff. So all uh, it's all about you just buy raffle tickets, and you know it's a it's for one of the best causes I've ever heard of. So uh, remember, twenty right. first or twenty eighth, come on out and see us. So uh, when we finish right. up a well, college football, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on, because I'm okay. not done with this. You you went into your commercial, and I'm still going on uh, Oklahoma State and TCU because I want to give somebody's got to the, pay the bills around here. For yeah, God's sake. well, I know, Go ahead. but I, I want to give it. I want to give it the. The, <laughs> on this game, I want to give it the Texas Ranger review. If you like to see a lot of scoring and you really don't care who wins, watch this football game. <laughs> because you don't know who's going to win. Points per game. And, and I was just looking up some stats. And I, 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 you know, everybody here knows if you've listened for a while, I'm a stat guy and I've been trying to cut him back. I'm a stats guy. I'm the color yeah, guy. He's yeah. a stats guy. I, I've tried to curtail them i can dance you know, i can play basketball yeah. 
no, he cannot. No, and you can sing and I can't, but I get to sing. So, all right, points per game. 46.4 per game for OSU, 46.4 per game for TCU. Points allowed, 24.8 for OSU, 23.8 for TCU. Both uh, – <laughs> And and I'm not going to go to total yards, but they're both. Uh, you know, OSU is 469, and TCU is over 500. But you know that could be uh, field position. Yards allowed, both allow over 400 yards a game. So you've got two offenses that average more than 400 yards a game against defenses that give up more than 400. It is a possibility right. that this thing is going to be breaks the record. 50, well, so, so I got I got to tell you, hundred point total. If you look bet, at bet the, the last don't time, bet the under. Is that what you're don't, bet, don't the under. bet the under. If you look at the last time OSU played TCU, OSU beat TCU or TCU fifty-seven to fifty-six. That was the last time the two teams mm. played each other. However. The last time they played each other was in January and in basketball. And there is a possibility <laughs> that these two teams will score more than the basketball teams did. So that's going to be the goal. Will they go? That, that's If you want to email us, I want to know. Awesome. The over-under is over the basketball score or under the basketball score for scoring because there is quite possible that this game could be 63-62. So, anyway, <laughs> so I, I had to throw that because I think it's fun. Um, I also want to mention another game because we're in college football, OU and Texas. So, the Red 40, River rivalry is what they call that. Yes. Wait, isn't that what they call that? That thing? is what they being, call it. Being from Texas. Yes. I've been to that matchup a couple times. As an honorary Texan, you can not, talk about it. Yeah. Well, well, no, I no. Remember? Yeah, you're official Texan now. Here. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you're a Texan now. Right? Yeah. I, okay. So, um, <laughs> um, so they, uh, I've been to that game a couple times, and uh, n- even being uh, not being a fan of either team, right? Yeah. Yeah. They hate each other. That's <laughs> those two teams get on that field no matter where they play. The fans hate each other. The teams hate each other it's one of those things like that it reminds me of what sports always was because they they just hate each other and so yeah you can do the stats but from what i read and i heard i think i was watching the other games of uh, of a little more interest to me yeah um but i heard that it was the biggest defeat marginally in points in the history of the rivalry which goes back 100 years yes is that correct that is correct you are correct sir not only that, Oklahoma had not gone without a touchdown in over 100 games, which is dang near 10 years. Oklahoma had not been shut out in over 360 games. That's 30 years. And they oh have gosh. not, yes, and this is the worst butt whooping they have had in almost a hundred years. I mean, when you think about it. So anyway, I got to mention it. I, I'm not a Texas fan, but you know, unfortunately, there's a lot of us, and uh, you know, our fan base is Texas. You're in, you're in Houston. I'm in Dallas. You know, there's there's a lot in there. We got to talk about it because Texas OU is always a great rivalry. It's always a great game. This was not a great game. This was just a great ball whooping. And I have seen well, plenty of I've seen plenty of OU butt whoopings over Texas. Right, there have been. Yeah, and I would so, tell you that but, the reasoning yeah. behind it. 
is they got their quarterback back, and he's a very talented young man, yeah. and he's got some tough. And the other thing is, if you watch this young man play, I would say Texas's quarterback, barring injury or some weirdness, you know, prayers for Texan fans and that young man, he's got that. He's got that thing. He's calm under pressure. He's smart with the ball. He's got a cannon. That's an NFL kid right there. That young man's got NFL uh, future to take care of his family for generations. So Texans coaches, uh, his little group is circle. Take care of that, Eisen. I don't know how to say his name, um, but he really has it, um, first of all. Second of all, me personally, this is going to stir an old friend of mine, Matt, and some other people <laughs> I know. I personally, I, I personally, I really hate Oklahoma football. Okay, <laughs> so it's my opinion, and I know a lot of people hate Ohio State, who I like, and Cincinnati, who I like. But for me, whenever I went to that rivalry, because I didn't go to either school, I wasn't a fanatic. But when I'm there at the games, you kind of got to side with who you're rooting for, and you kind of cheer along, right? Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you one quick story. Went to that rivalry, and I got to tell you one after that. But go ahead. It's fast, yeah. And so it was. It's, Texas is weird, folks. Uh, it's it's the best place to live in the, in the world, but it's weird. You can go out to a game, and you can go out there in the Cotton Bowl. And this time of the year, it can be eight degrees, yeah. or it can be eighty-eight degrees. Yes. So we went to the Cotton Bowl, and I got it, and I went, heard the high. The high was going to be seventy-three. So I wore shorts, and I wore a, 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 a jersey with a shirt under it and a ball cap. No gloves, no no long pants, no britches, not flip-flops. We went out there, but we sat on the stadium, that old stadium that's in the shade. <laughs> and so we drank a couple beers going in, and it was early, I admit. But I got in, I got a beer, and I'm standing there. The beer froze to my hand. It was so cold <laughs> that he goes, dude, why aren't you drinking the beer? I go, and my hand's frozen to it. He goes, no. And I go, my hand is frozen. So... <laughs> Again, I'm not that into the game. It was a yeah. pretty good game, but I just walked over to the sun. The sunny side of the stadium was in the 50s or something at that time, and so then I started to thaw out. But, dude, I was standing there, and he's like, dude, you're not even drinking. What's wrong, dude? I go, my Bud Light is frozen from my freaking hand. So, anyway, go ahead. Your story. I, I, can't re- <laughs> I can't remember what year it was, but it was after the Big 12 got together, and A&M was playing, you know, it was. It, this is an A and M story, but so anyway, I was working for the Dallas Can Academy, and you know they're they're a charity and they do great things. And the founder of the academy was from OU, and so every Monday we had a senior leadership meeting, and we all got together, and I had to go to the corporate's office, and I would meet there, and A and M would win. Oh, you would win, and we'd both show up in maroon shirts. Now, if you've ever tried to buy a maroon shirt. When you go, there's a limited selection at any store. So sometimes it's a crimson, sometimes it's a maroon. You know, you do I don't the know best. Any of those colors, you so do the best. You, you're, yeah, you're preaching to the choir. Well, but you do the best you can. A and M and Mississippi State are maroon. Oklahoma and and, and um, uh, uh, Alabama are crimson. But the I, the thing is, is that when you're buying a dress shirt, you don't really have a whole lot of choice, right? So anyway. On every Monday, we wore our shirts, and we get in toward the end of the season, and Oklahoma is number one, and they go into A&M, and A&M beats them. And it was the year A&M won the Big 12, and whatever whatever year that was. And so they beat OU, who was ranked number one. And we show up on Monday, and Grant is wearing a blue polo or a blue button-down, and I'm wearing my maroon shirt. And we're leaving uh, the meeting, and as we're walking out, Grant's like, yeah, you know, I was really surprised to see that you uh, wore your colors today. And I'm like, 
why? And he said, well, you know, when OU loses, we don't wear the colors. And and so I was just kind of surprised that you wore the colors. And I looked up at him, and, you know, this is my boss, right? And I went, Grant, what you have been mistaking as OU Crimson is Aggie Maroon. <laughs> yeah. I wore the colors because we won. <laughs> so, yeah, it was good to see uh, Texas wallop OU because OU is not part of Texas. And although I don't like the T-Sippers and I'm not a big fan of the Horns, I certainly am a fan of any team that has the word Texas in their name over any team that has the word Oklahoma. Not that we don't like you people in Oklahoma. It's just a personal thing. So when Oklahoma State plays TCU, if I can get if I get tickets, I got lots of purple I'm wearing to that bad boy. There you go. All right. So uh, a wizard reached out to me from a D and D group. He asked me to proofread one of his scrolls. Um, actually, it was more of a spell check. I asked my wife. I said, "Honey, when's your birthday?" She said, "March 1st. So I walked around the room like three times, and I asked again. <laughs> hey, have I told you about my mom's birthday? Today is my dad. Um, today's my dad's birthday. My folks have passed away. So my mother's birthday it was uh, was March twenty fifth, and all I remember because you said March, right? So it's March twenty fifth. So mom, her her whole life, it's March twenty fifth. When she passes, and and I mean, this is what we celebrated every year was March 25th. She passes, and we're going through all these old paperwork, all this old paperwork of my mother's, and I find a birth certificate that says original certificate of date of birth, dated March 24th. I mean, I you know, and so I even posted it, and, and somebody replied, are you sure that's her birthday? And I'm like... It's the code to my, my my father had a briefcase. It's the code to his briefcase, 325. I mean, you know, every code he had through it, you know, you always do something that reminds you. Every code he had had 325 in it because it was his mom's birthday. And I'm like, yeah. And then one of her friends said, oh, my God, because I posted a picture of the thing. And her and her announcement of birth, right? And the announcement of birth was on the twenty fourth. And I posted it, and this lady replies back. She says, "Oh my God, we've been friends for forty years, and never knew we had the same birthday because her birthday was the twenty fourth, mom's was the twenty fifth, and the, you know." So anyway, I, you 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 talk about That's marching and birthdays, and I'm sorry. Well, my ex wife <laughs> asked me once. She says, "Is it just me, or is the cat getting fat?" And apparently, no. It's just you. Thank you again for tuning in to Old Guys Real Radio. We appreciate each and every one of you. Share our dad jokes, share our show, like us, share us, do all those things. We're growing, we're blowing, we're, we're strolling, we're rolling, all those things. So, um, Up next, I don't know if any of you are baseball fans, but i got to tell you something. Oh, man. man. Um, I'm, I've got to tell you something. This has been... Some interesting baseball. So, if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen out there, and Danny, if you want to Google it and read it correctly, I'm just going to paraphrase it. They changed the baseball playoff format this year officially. So, um, some of the rule changes that they've had during the regular season have not completely been adapted or adopted into the playoffs. So, I just want you all to recognize and realize, even after about five beers, I've still got some sports smarts. <laughs> oh, all right. So, but the fact is, is that they've changed the, the pandemic. They changed the way that the wild card round 
was played. Correct. And so now that's a series. It's not just a one and done. So that that they kind of extended the playoffs. Is that right? Did, am I am I quoting that correctly? Correct. So now it's okay, a I it's like, a twelve so team like bracket. It's a 12-team 12 12 bracket, bracket now, yeah. and, and completely. Not yeah. just a one game, and then they play the uh, seed that was next due. So a 12-team bracket. So there was a couple of surprises in that first round. Yeah. And the weird thing was is that the Phillies played through theirs and then won their game today. And then the, the Mariners, they played through theirs, swept after – that was the longest gap in major sports history of a playoff berth was the Seattle Mariners. They hadn't been in for like 15 years, and I oh, told wow. you all a couple of weeks ago yeah. that they actually broke that thing, and now they were in the playoffs this year, which is really cool. Because say what you want about the Mariners. I mean, I don't know how big of a fan I am about the culture in Seattle. I think the the Seattle Mariners baseball team is pretty, sure. a pretty cool team for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Um, but, but so they walked in, they came in, and if you didn't see this, it's just one of those things. That oh, they, they beat I the crap out of the they, they beat the crap out of uh, Verlander. It's Holy what, crap! They came what, in and they they, they well, booted no, no. him and they, they came in. They got him out in four. They booted, booted him in four, six runs yeah. in four innings on in Justin Verlander. Yeah, so and he's been to the, he's going to win the Cy Young. Folks. So in so his bef- next game he'll be better. Well, but they got in but, there. But before That's the second time this year they beat him like that. Yeah, and so I'm and telling you I, they've got his number. So I, I I just wanted to go with and and this is this is part of it their last game so they they came back and they won and you know they weren't supposed to even get this far it was a surprise that, that they won because they were playing the Indians and or you know yeah. Cleveland and Cleveland was favored or not not Guardians. Cleveland excuse me they were, no they weren't playing the Guardians they were playing Toronto Toronto was favored Toronto was supposed to be the team that came in and Seattle came in and whipped them in their last game and so they came in with all this momentum and came in and knocked out Verlander in four I mean six runs in the first four innings and that uh, you know I, I don't know if they can be stopped comes around they uh I have to tell you, folks, uh, if you haven't watched much Houston Astros baseball, and if you're not an Astros fan, you won't like this, but Astros fans, as you know, uh, I'm a Rangers fan, a Reds fan, and I've come to like the Astros. I've been down here a while, and Nolan Ryan's built a good team, but um, I I really do have to tell you that uh, their bullpen is something. One of their starters from the beginning of the year – uh, he for the playoffs has went down to BA and he's got a, a rocket. He gave up a home run, but he shut down five other batters. I'm just telling you, the Rangers in the last several years haven't had much, have had offense and not a really great pitching. It's been questionable. Their pitching is on point this year, so they're going to be a really tough out. But this was one of those ones where um, I'm going to stretch this and say that for my nickel, the best batter, one of the best batters in baseball. Because I know Aaron Judge is phenomenal right now. But Alvarez for the Astros, percentage, home runs, slugging percentage, statistically. But first of all, they got Altuve up. And he's been an all-time classic in the playoffs. So it's they're down, they're down two runs, bottom of the ninth, one out. And they get out two to the plate with two guys on base. Seven to five. And the whole place, 
seven to five, and and the the, the winning room comes up. The place is electric. Now I'm only on TV, and my wife and daughter had to leave the room because I had it turned up so much, and it was dinner time, so they were really grumpy. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and you could see, I think that uh, a combination of this pitcher's strength was a high fastball. And Altuve's a smaller guy. I'm not trying to be rude. He usually hits those good, but he couldn't catch this guy's – he played the outside corner really well, so he got Altuve. Um, and it was disappointing. I went, oh, man. Then, up, then the next guy came up. And, dude, it's just one of those moments, even if you see the replay, I start slapping my eggs. I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And my daughter and my wife come running back of the room. Are you okay, Daddy? I'm like, am I okay? Watch this. He took – he turned on a fastball and took it into the second deck for the win. Bottom of the ninth. One of those, don't you know, we always, oh, bottom of the ninth. Up Walk comes off, Lakey. Three-run home. Got second. There's the pitch. Lakey got a hold of this one. This one's called a trance. It's gone. Oh, gone. Yeah. So it really was a thrilling moment uh, in any sport, even if you're not a baseball fan. That's one of those moments that's amazing. Saw him with the Rangers back when they were a good team. Been at the Rangers playoffs when it happened. So now my challenge is, is all my Houston friends, get your butts together and get me a ticket. Just get me a ticket. I don't even care if i got to go to one of these games myself. Get me a ticket. Never been to Minute Maid. Get, get, get me down there. I'll go there. I'll, I'll get you a cold one or two, and we'll go see the uh, the Astros finish off this series. So, so i get, I got to tell you, not only did, did they do a three-run walk-off in the bottom of the ninth, they also scored yes. two in the eighth. So when when yes. you think about it, I mean, at that point, the the Seattle got a run in the seventh. It was seven to three, yeah. seven to three, going into the eighth inning, and Houston gets two, makes it seven to five. But still seven to five. Come on, and, of, and they have that walk off. That was pretty fantastic. And I, well, what was cool for me is uh, one of their guys who I thought was a little arrogant a few years ago, Bregman, mm-hmm. and he got injured and kind of had a slump and almost got <laughs> sent down. Well, he came in and he delivered that two-run shot. Yeah. And you could just see how humbled he was by it and how excited he was by it. That's the kind of thing. That's the kind of story in sports you go, dude, that's awesome. So I was kind of congratulating him for that, and I figured that was it. That still made it exciting. And then, you know, they, they, they did one of those things. And usually you watch baseball games and they bring in some other people to kind of stir up the bottom of the lineup because it's not the top four or five that they're going to move because they know they're going to hit. You just bring in a couple of guys, either a pinch hitter. Well, they have a couple of guys that have been hitting for them in those spots. Right. And the catcher that they brought in is not the best defender, but he's got he's, his bat's a lot hotter. And they delivered. They both got on base, and that's who scored the winning runs. Yeah. So so the Friggin reason fantastic. the reason that I made such a big Friggin deal about it, <laughs> the reason I made no that's okay. The Mariners came back and they had done a walk off in the ninth to get it. They were down the Mariners fell down behind the, the Blue Jays their last game. They were down um it was four to nothing and then it was eight to one. Eight to one. And they came back and won ten to nine, and they had a walk. Or they they didn't have a walk off. They scored walk the go, no. They scored the go ahead, well, and then t- Toronto came in because they went to Toronto and they beat them there, and they beat them two nothing. So I mean, they took them two games in a row when they weren't supposed to win. So that's why I was saying they had so much momentum coming in. So my question to you is: You got so much momentum, you come in, you take out Verlander in four, and then you lose the walk off. What does that do to that team? For the rest of that series, do you think that kills the Mariners, and or do you think that uh, gives them reason to fight? 
Um, well, I, I will tell you right now, uh, the, Mar the Mariners are better than I thought, first of all. Um, some of the, I, I, so I want to go to both sides of this. Uh, the Mariners are better watching the game. Um, what I could what I could watch of the game, um, I noticed that they they've got pretty good pitching. However, um, the Mariners don't have, they don't have the closing staff right. that yeah. that the Astros yeah. do. And so in this part, if your team performs the whole game and you can't close out the game. There's so much more offense available to the Astros. I'm gonna, th I'm gonna, if I was gonna go bet money right now on a series, I would go bet on the Astros to win the series. Now, could that be four or five? I don't know. I'm not gonna say I'd bet on the number of games. I just bet the Astros as to win the series. And I'm gonna go out there unless something weird happens or somebody gets really, really hot. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm taking the non-cheating Astros this year. To win the World Series, I I think that I think they've got as good a shot as any. So when we look at the playoffs, and and we've, we 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 kind of missed all of the uh, the wild card because they were just th the best of three. So although they're a series, it's not that one and done. It is a um, yeah. it is a best three of three game. Is all yeah. this, not best of five. So, yes. Anyway, and I like that. Yeah, I do too. I do too. So now we've gotten into the um, the divisional series, and with that, uh, the Braves. The Astros, the Dodgers, and the Yankees are your favorite. They're favored favored four teams. Um, the Yankees won. The Astros obviously won last minute. The Braves lost because uh, so these are all home games. And right now the Dodgers yeah. are up three to nothing over to the it's, Padres. During who, these playoffs, you know, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. During these playoffs, the visiting teams have a much better record, other than the Astros today. The first round of the playoffs. And all of the other games, the visiting teams are winning right now. Right. That's pretty crazy because obviously that's the reason why you want a better record. Yeah. So, it look at, if you look at the records, that won't hold up. But for right now, it's kind of a funny anomaly because you know, over the long term, um, your home the home field does bring an advantage. I, I still, uh, I still think the stadium. Yeah. I still think in the American League, it's going to be the Astros, Yankees. Uh, in yeah. the National League, I think it's going to be the Dodgers, and I'm not sure if it'll be the Phillies or the Braves. Um, but I think the Dodgers are going to come out of the National League, and I Phillies think... are pretty hot. Phillies are pretty hot. Yeah. Now, uh, I would I would probably agree with your Dodgers thing, but it seems like every time I bet on a team that I that I liked growing up, they suck. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's coming out of the National League. Now I will tell you that when you compare the two, they are both great teams, but I think the Astros pitching. Is much much better than the Yankees pitching. I, yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, so when we get there, we'll we'll see. Uh, but I do think it's going to be the Yankees Astros and who's and, winning right now because the Astros are playing right now, bro. No, the Astros won. You're talking and the Yankees. I'm won. sorry, sorry, sorry. The Yankees, Yankees won. Yankees, no, they won too. Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees okay. won today. Um, they won tonight, and right now it's the Dodgers Padres, and the Dodgers are up four to nothing. But when when we get to, I do think it will be the Astros Yankees. And when we get there, as great as Aaron Judge is, I think that uh, Jordan Alvarez is the great equalizer. He is not as big or butch as um, as Aaron Judge, but I think he is at, you know almost as close. He has not had the same year, but I think he's as good of a player. Does that does that make sense? Aaron Judge yeah, had a better I, I, year, but 
at, if you put these two guys together and go, just, who would you rather have? That's a hard pick. You know what I mean? Well, I would tell you, no, I mean, so no, 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 no. It, 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 I, yes, I know what you mean, but it's not a hard pick. Um, <laughs> you got to take Judge. 62 home runs versus 30 home runs. Um, RBI. So now That's when you talk year, about though. them as players, okay, no, I'm, t- I'm telling you, as you talk about players, um, remember, everything isn't all about just stats and, and those right. things. Right. We talked about another thing that after this year, Aaron Judge will be the highest paid player in the history of baseball. Maybe a $700 million contract or something we've never heard of, right? Mm-hmm. So who would I take? I would take Aaron Judge for $300 million or $400 million. <laughs> So um, the contract that you give Alvarez isn't going to be anything near that, right? So I take Alvarez because of that fact. They have a lot of comparable skill, skill sets. Yeah. Um, face of baseball, I think, and uh, the, the character they exude, uh, Aaron Judge by far exceeds anybody I remember in sports in probably 10 or 15 years. When he's t- going up in the stands to hug his stepmother, uh, adoptive mother and adoptive father, excuse me. Yeah. I had some friends tell me, oh, you can't tell me he's not on the juice. Look how big his parents are. He's been juicing up all his life. Well, unless he was <laughs> adopted, you you racist idiot. God. So anyway, anyway, enough about racist idiots. There, there's too many of those in the world. And I apologize if that offended anyone. So, um, but I'm going to take the other. I'm going to take the Astros Alvarez. Like I said, you can sign him again because he's coming up to where he needs to be renewed. And you'll be able to sign him, um, not affordably, but you can keep him. The Astros have a big market. They've been a winning team. They've got the money to keep their – they've had their team intact for a while, actually. So, um, I think I said that their infield – as of last year before they lost a couple people, their infield was the longest infield in history playing together, like eight years or five years or whatever. But, uh, yeah, so um, that'll be a great series, and that's another one. If they make it there and it's in three weeks and you're down here and we're about to do the podcast, we might have to look at our credit cards and see if we can't find a (laughs) last-minute ticket to go check out check out that that series because that'll be that'll be a fun game to watch so yeah no that absolutely so i was just going to look at um just kind of look at alvarez versus just in some basic stats statistically over the last five years well i'm just no no, he hadn't been the league he hadn't been leading he's only been in three and one year he was hurt basically he's got two but i'm just talking this year i mean 37 home runs, obviously, versus the 62. So that is a big difference. Um, 131 RBIs versus 97. Um, batting That's average, it is, uh, but it also depends on who's on base in front of you. Um, where is that batting average? Batting average, 306 for Alvarez, and Judge is – oh, where is his average? 311. 306 to 311 is not much difference. Um, Alvarez on walks, dude, 78. Dude, Aaron no Judge way. on walks, yeah. 111. So he does get on the base a little bit more. I mean, those those stats are big difference. But if you now let, let's just talk about the numbers we did last year because or look at last year. Last year, Judge hit 39 home runs versus this year 37 for Alvarez. 
Because Judge is also he he's been in the league a few. He's a little bit older, about three or four years older. Last year he had 98 RBIs and 75 walks. This year Alvarez had 78 walks and 97 RBIs. So Alvarez's stats this year are almost identical to Judge's last year. And I guess that's where I was. What you know? And there is a team dynamic in there. As great as Aaron Judge is, Jordan Alvarez is that great to the Astros. He when I when I say he's the equalizer, he is he is that great in their lineup because this is Aaron Judge's best year as a pro. Okay? By far. For sure. And and what he did last year, last year everybody thought he was a great player and he was. And this year Alvarez did exactly what I mean almost to the T what Judge did last year. So I, I think just in the playoffs, it they can't say, "Oh, we got Judge, and you can hit an extra home run." Well, maybe not, because Alvarez will come in and do what he did today, which is win a ball game in the bottom of the ninth. So that was pretty. Anyway, I, I think that that you know, it's a okay. Know. I'll give you credit. It's a fair analogy. I would say it's a fair analogy. I would say that. Um, let's see how it plays out. Over and, and Judge is better. I'm, I'm not. Um, I'm not knocking that. It's just both of them but have a superstar again, at number four. They're both superstars, yeah. but they're. Can you get one for three hundred? Can you get one for seven hundred? <laughs> I mean, well, hey, the, the yeah. Yankees aren't going to let him go because look what he's drawn: yeah. highest attendance, highest revenue, uh, biggest turnaround, all this stuff, carrying yeah. the team, face of the franchise, and 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 a, and a class act. So God bless him, and you know, just uh, give him everything he could. I read, I read a soliloquy about uh, this player, um, about, and, I, and I'm I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but at the end of it was explaining that he was adopted, and that that adopted child is not just he's an even better person than he is athlete, uh, outside and, and cool. off the field. That's fantastic. He's even he's even more of a family and more of a christian type oriented person than he is on the field and so he may get grumpy and he's a big dude and you don't want to get him too fired up but the fact is is that he's all heart and he was raised as as an adopted child like he was their own so god bless him and his family and i wish i wish him both the best um it's exciting to watch a couple of sluggers weren't all jacked up and juiced up coming to the league and and doing things like that because we're from the area of everybody who's all jacked up and juiced up. So, <laughs> all right, buddy. So, where are we at? We starting to come around the back. Man, man, I, I think that's it. I mean, we we got NFL, uh, we got rule changes, we got <laughs> college football, we have MLB. So, that's a lot. A couple of big, a couple of big announcements. I'd like you all to tune into the next three or four shows exclusively. I'm going to start posting things about this and spreading the word. Um, we've got an old friend of ours. Bob Kendrick, one of the classiest guys in baseball. Bob Kendrick is coming back on the show. Woo! That's awesome. Yeah, Bob, we love you, Bob. And Bob is a philanthropist and a really good dude. And he and, and a guy that you know, I watched him two nights ago on Major League Baseball. He yeah. was on TV doing yeah. a baseball game, and he comes on Old Guys Real Radio because he believes in us and he knows that we support his cause. He, he's That's one of my he's one of my favorite dudes because he he booked what 15 minutes and stayed for an hour and 20 or an hour and 10 or whatever that show was I, because he was I having a good time. Able, he was just having fun. I don't know if we're going to be able to do it again. I don't either, but that's, a, uh, yeah. that's what our guests do, but still. He's agreed to come back on uh, and I'm going to try to invite another friend or two on. In between that, um, we have become a sponsor of the Uvalde uh the Buffalo Wild Wings parent company, and I don't know all their information, they're building 
maybe with some other organizations, they're building a boys club in Uvalde, Texas, and they're gonna they're gonna fund that joint for ten years, dude. That's that's unbelievable. Yeah. I went to the boys club growing up. When you don't have much, they do everything: education, food, feed you. They do. They, oh my gosh, what a great, what a what a fantastic idea. And I'm gonna leave the details to. Uh, the the gentlemen uh, and their leaders that come on are going to want to tell you a little bit more about that. But the reason I bring this up, we're going to be at that location, and they're having raffles, they're having sell-offs, they've got all these great prizes and toys and all these things for sale. But the reason they're doing it is because they want to help the community of Uvalde. So as we go to not only, of course, do something nice, do something kind, but get your butts out over here. And if you can't make it here um, – I'll give you a list of locations that are taking donations on our Facebook page. I'll give you a list of locations that are taking the same donations that if you live closer to the one there or you're not in this state and you want to know, I'll tell you what, what locations and what states you can go make your donations at to help out the Boys Club in Uvalde because the, the cause sometime is more important than the pause, folks. So yeah. um, thank you so much for tuning in. And heck, I'm footing a bunch of wings and beer for you fools. Come out there and hang out and have some fun. This ain't on Buffalo Wild Wings. This is on Big Daddy. And Danny might chip in a nickel, too. I you might. come out and have I a beer, might. too. And come down there and donate a little bit, have a little bit of fun. And, you know, I only live a couple miles away, so maybe after that you can convince me to make my famous ribeyes or some on-the-grill quesadillas. We can have a room make a real good time of it. So I appreciate you all tuning in. It's been a fantastic show. And don't forget to go to Buffalo Wild Wings because their new special is the bar top pizzas with the boneless wings right on top. I've eaten one of each of them in one sitting. And while having my beer, they're delicious. They're not nutritious. They're fantastic. There, my last commercial of the show. What do you got for us, Danny? Oh, man, that, that's just it. I'm looking forward to, to coming down and uh, hope you enjoyed the show. There's a lot going on in sports, and we love it. So, Oh, my God. This is the actually, for a real sports fan, and, and not just someone who loves one sport or the other more, this is the time of the year where it's the best. We talked about it probably about three months ago when uh, – there really wasn't much. It was before the NFL season, NBA, NBA season is about to crank up. Uh, so next week we'll also put our picks out for who's going to win the NBA championship next year. We'll do our finals and our NBA champions. Do we our got football hockey picks. coming up. Yeah, we, we, we got – oh, hockey started tonight, by the way. Yeah. Uh, oh, so before we go, uh, all right, uh, I'm going to take uh, the Lightning and the Las Vegas Knights and the Stanley Cup Finals. Wait, are they are they in the same division? Yeah, <laughs> I think they are. Division. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. Okay. Well, they're in the they're in the Stanley they're in the West Coast Finals. So then, then I'm going to take uh, uh, the Rangers and the I don't know. We're going to do our hockey picks too. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. So the Ranger the Rangers are beating the Lightning three to one right now. So if that's your if those are your two finals, actually the Rangers beat the Lightning today. And the only other game going on right now is the Kings and the Golden Knights, and they're at the end of the first, and the Kings are winning. So so you can't really count out three or four classic teams. They're still got (laughs) veterans that are healthy. Uh, Crosby, uh, you know, there are three or four teams that you're going to have to count on being there in the long term. Um, 
your your or our because I like them too because they're not hockey. Our down Dallas here. Stars, but uh, the Dallas Stars, yeah, they they don't seem they seem like they might be going to get together again this year. So, uh, Dallas Stars fans, are they got do they got enough? Is, are their lines good enough? We know their their front line was good enough. Is their goalkeeping good enough? Is their coaching changed this year? Is it going to give them enough strength to make them tangible? Or are they just going to be a flip flip flop artist? One year good, one year bad. So they, they, since that's the Stars' history, Big John at Cement City, one year good, last year bad, this year good. So it's about time to have you on the show too, Big John. So Danny, reach out to Big John see if he wants to come okay. have a cold beer and, and jump on the show too. Yeah, maybe he'll come to my house and do the show from here. He hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> oh. And he's got the rise to ride out there and do it for sure. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. So Thank you for tuning in to Old Guys Real Radio Season 4. We, we love and appreciate you. And I haven't checked our website lately or, you know, our Facebook page doesn't have any posts on it. You want to hear about the specific sports game event issue? Um Next week, we're going to bring up our picks about hockey. Next, we're going to do our picks uh, about uh, basketball. And I'm going to also tell you some ba- uh, some boxing news that makes me puke, but that's okay. Um, so, But everything all considered, great time for sports, great time for beer. And this is the time of the year where you're doing what I'm doing, sitting on the patio, having a cold one, talking to your best buddy, talking about sports, man. Doesn't get any better than that. Nope. Pretty soon, we'll be we're hanging out in the Buffalo Wild Wings doing that probably do a double show like a two-hour show on that one sounds Just like a plan there's gonna be people screaming at us and throwing things at us and buying things from us <laughs> there you go that'll work um by the way uh i'll be well armed so any of you fools come in there mess with me about my my steelers it's not gonna be a good day for you god bless you hey man danny i had a good time buddy always always love you man yeah love you thanks for tuning in folks god bless you